you do it. The three-dimensional world you, missed you inhabit it. I know. can be bent to your will only when you enter the fifth dimension. Yo, we're back. We're back with the lock. Al Lockerson, Alex Trin, guy who's now in shift, a company that's going to change the world. Absolutely. How you doing, man? Very good. Your first recurring guest. First recurring guest. That is you, Al Lockman. How you doing, man? Trin, what very, the fuck is going on? Very, very good. It's been, when was the last time? November 2nd, 2020. Yeah. It's in, a, in a different earth. Yeah. Different earth, same earth. Well, it was a different year. Yeah. It's now a new earth date. I feel great, man. Yeah. Hey, wait, let me hear. Do we hear some weird thing? You know, technical difficulties. This is a brand new one. We haven't been on in a while, but I don't know. Maybe my ears are just too astute because I'm so damn clear. Feels good to be back. Feels great. So is this the Misho podcast? Yeah. Or should I call it third party vibes? Third party vibes is to process that. It's pretty good. Because that's what people get from this. Okay. Like they're not here hanging out with us. Mm -hmm. They're at home, you know. Uh, you know, cutting celery, something like that. <laughs> and when they're listening to us talk, it's like they're in the room. So they're getting third-party vibes. I like it. You can arguably say that every podcast or everything that's on YouTube or podcast form is third-party vibes, but no one has coined the term. Should we go through a, a rigorous rebrand? Third-party vibes is good. I I dig it. Yeah. Well, we'll sit on it. We'll see what the we'll see what the viewers yeah. viewers think. Because it's funny because last podcast, <laughs> we were debating what to name the podcast. So maybe that's the thing is that every time I'm on, we just keep figuring out what the name is. Yeah. So next time you come back, yeah, there'll be a new name. That's just how we'll do it, man. Third party vibes. I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I was saying that with like uh, Rob, Rob Turcott. Yeah. Last time after he was on, I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like third party vibes, third party vibes. So Trin, what's, what's, uh, what's new? What's new in the world? You, you had a big announcement this week. Yes, I did have a big announcement. So last time I was here, I think I was streaming video games. Yes. I decided to stop streaming video games and uh, I was introduced as a mentor or a sales strategist. And you know what? Especially for 2021, I said, life's too short. Um, what I've done my entire career was help companies grow and build amazing teams. And I just love creating an environment to win, win, win or gamify the experience. So similar to you, I said, you know what? Fuck it. There's one life. Might as well, might as well do this. And so I decided to finally take things into my own hands and start my own agency um, that's going to help other businesses and just work with great people. So the difference being that beforehand you were working within companies, optimizing yeah. them. Yeah. And now you're like, you know what? Why don't I just start my own thing? Exactly. So that I can uh, provide this service yeah. to many different companies, companies that I vibe with, yeah. companies that I'm into. Yeah. And uh, provide them that kind of thing rather than you being under someone's umbrella. Yeah. Now you can actually hire and build your own teams to deploy on different companies. And that's essentially what you were doing in other companies. Like exactly. you were hiring your team. Exactly. But you didn't have the independence if a company was uh, limited in any way in terms of their their goals or what they, they wanted to do. Yeah. Because you just want you want a company to grow as much as it can. Yeah. You don't want it to be capped. Exactly. And so that kind of turns you off. Yeah. And, um, you know, throughout the process, I, I learned that, you know, what I'm really good at and what I'm not good at. And uh, I kind of set myself some new challenges, uh, you know, for the next you know two to 10 years. And uh, those are going to be fun. So I see kind of 
the workplace. There's a lot of things that can change in, in the workplace. And that's what I'm hoping to do with kind of shift as well. What kind of things do you, uh, off the top of your head, do you want to change in the workplace? Um, so I think especially with the new generation, people, you know, want more than just money, you know, as a value exchange, you know, they, they don't really see it as a job or career. They want to learn things, but there's this kind of last time we talked about not at a corporate level, but uh, kind of fulfillment coins or, you know, confidence points of things that you achieve. And so I think I can create that setting very well in the workplace that you come to work, you're able to showcase your talent and kind of get that, that, that kind of fulfillment coin in exchange that comes with obviously uh, money as well. And I think if I can create that for multiple companies, um, you're going to start to see shift no pun intended in terms of how companies are ran so that's kind of like my next challenge i think that's a great challenge it's something i've always struggled with um previously being a business owner myself how do i set it up so that there are achievable goals yeah. that lead to a greater goal for each employee that they can feel good about because when you hit a goal a micro goal yeah. you feel good it's that dopamine drip yeah but in the uh you know salary-based world of the old school business model it's just like, yeah, do your job and the boss will come around and scream at you if he's like having a bad day. And maybe you deserve it, maybe you don't. But there's a lack of motivation when you don't have clear targets to hit. Yeah. And so essentially the, the gamifying experience, which all great companies are doing, essentially means that like you're hitting targets and you're growing and you're, you're doing your thing and you're building your value and you're building your confidence. Yeah. And we live in a world where people don't stay in jobs forever. So you want to learn what you learn. You're actually hitting your CV. You're building your CV, right? Absolutely. While you're hitting these points. So when you go to another job, mm -hmm. rather than not ever leaving because you have no self-worth, thinking that, uh, you know, at least I have this job, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. You train, you change it to, well, look, these are the, these are the things that I hit in my last job. This is what I was making. And if you want me to come here, this is what I expect. Yeah. And it just gives more uh, bargaining <clears throat> ability and more leverage to the employee. It makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. They're going to fucking watch, uh, I don't know, let's fucking less porn and get drunk less because they'll feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and I like it. I like it. And that's what we're trying to like, I guess, build with me too. For sure. Because every company honestly essentially runs the same way. They got to sell something. They have to have people who are motivated within. Yeah. And then the whole thing grows beautifully. Mm -hmm. But if no one knows what the fuck they're doing, then that collective low vibe yeah is is expands exponentially like no matter what it expands it'll if it's good it'll expand well if it's bad it'll expand shit for sure yeah man so that was a great podcast so uh we're keeping it short this time so i'll uh, see you next week <laughs> take care man it's been fun yeah but yeah we're keeping it loose we're keeping it light and uh what else were we chatting about because we had about a two-hour conversation before this one and like we do every sunday mm -hmm. we're even contemplating doing this every Sunday because we get together. It's not like I'm traveling anywhere. Yeah. So maybe there's an opportunity if, you know, if, if you guys like it, if you guys dig it. And a, a, a big difference here is like this podcast has been probably gone for two and a half months now, two, yeah. three months. Because I, I filmed a bunch and then um, I, oh, I want to outsource everything. Yeah. But in the outsourcing process, it takes time. Like you have to have employees who are motivated, like all that, that whole thing. And it's like, is, is, it, is it almost too much? Should I just be just doing some of it at this point yeah. so that it can come out sooner? 
Because yeah. there were some podcasts that were done, let's say November, and they came out in January. Yeah, That's some bullshit. Because I wanted to release one a week. But it, this feels more like live. It feels more current. Because let's say we're talking about whatever, yeah. and it's and it's current. If mm -hmm. it's released in three weeks, it'd be like, where were these guys? Like now we can talk about Justice League. If this thing comes out tonight, yeah. we can talk about Justice League. Absolutely, and it's going to stay relevant. Yeah, and we don't have to just talk about like, because I had a lot of like, uh, you know, spiritual you know, people like coaches, stuff like that. And while that's, that's great. That's, that's not my entire thing. Just yeah. cause I, I talk about like the 5d and time travel and all that stuff. I, I like to apply the philosophy to my life, but also it's like, it's fiction and fun. And I love comic books and movies and, and it, I just want to talk about anything because uh, consistency is the key. My friends agreed. And when I'm sitting at home thinking about, you know, oh, what should I do to like change it up? You know, because this is just, like I told you, it's just a derivative of Rogan. There's a pink background, but it's pretty much Rogan without Rogan and without famous guests. So who the fuck is going to watch this? But you build and you talk about good stuff. And, and as people trickle in, they start to, I don't know, find value. And it's, uh, I guess, analogous to anything else in life. Um, from your standpoint... As the shift, I don't know if you're a CEO or whatever, a guy in shift. Sure. Who, a founder. Yes. Co-founder. Sure. Co-founder of shift. Yeah. For a guy like me who doesn't have the same business model or a product to sell per se, where I'm building brand almost before product. Yeah. Which is, which is weird. Um, what would you say as goals to like keep me motivated to do my thing? Like- I stopped doing the podcast because it was like diminishing returns. Sure. I was doing them and it's like, it's not like anything was moving. Yeah. So as a kind of advice is, I would say, you know, and the reason why shift is going to work is because my goal is to build a team, right? I know if I was to do shift alone, it's not going to work. So a suggestion even for you is to get someone to be part of the Misho team. And there, there are a few team members here and there, but if you can surround yourself with kind of like um, A players or just people that you vibe with, um, it's going to help, you know, build so much momentum and tying it back to the Justice League, you know, yeah. that was kind of the pitch to every single superhero. There's just something about working with other, you know, people that think like you, it, it just propels everything to the next level. Yeah, it really does. But in that same token, yeah, when you're at the beginning of a business here yeah. and you're, you're selling a, a product that doesn't yet exist, right? Because mm -hmm. I guess my model is, is put out content yeah. and then a fraction of those people will buy my stuff. Yeah. It doesn't mean that for this particular business venture, there's uh, millions of dollars of uh, venture cap uh, ready to deploy to employees. Yeah. So what do you recommend there? Or what do you say? So... Um you said you had done kind of a TikTok live and there was a lot of um, engagement and you felt like you brought a lot of value to the community, right? Totally. So something, not that that's your product, but it could be kind of like your weekly show. And if weekly becomes too much, make it bi-weekly. And so uh, again, from other businesses that I've analyzed, it's like the closest thing I could see is like a Twitch streamer. Obviously you're not playing video games, but for an hour, there could be people that really love your content because you're providing value besides the music, which is great. You're providing good vibes. You're providing just entertainment. And then from there, you're going to be able to build fans. So um, I th if, if you launch kind of a show on, on, on a weekly basis, people could, 
you know, subscribe to you. And then from then on, it's going to take a, so a subscribe, life. So subscribe, do you mean subscribe and pay? Yeah. Or like they could watch it for free. And if they really want to just support the cause and, and they just love the branding, they love the vibes and the message that, you know. Yeah. But the question is, how do I get team members to work for free? Okay. So that's a great question. Right. Okay. Because there's, yeah. like I said, there's, if there's for this particular venture, yeah. no income coming in. Yes. Yes. How do I get players to play on the team? And yeah, I have to be a great salesman. Yeah. And they're, they're actually, there is a team member that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Who's ready to rip for sure at all costs. So, and that's like, so that's, that's a great question. That's like a, that's like a, a CEO boss move. That, that's a great question. And you'd be surprised how many people are out there willing to work for free. So yesterday, two days ago, I finally came out and said, hey, I'm launching my own company, Shift. And then yesterday I put hiring and I kid you not, I got at least 50 DMs saying, I would love to be able, how do I apply? I would love to be able to, to work for you. So step one is just putting it out there. And then, um, yeah, so step one is just putting it out there. Never thought about that. So just say, hey, I'm I'm looking to hire. Maybe it's like uh, yeah, and 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 I didn't even know, right? And um, it's just like we were discussing before, limiting beliefs. It's like, oh, you know, if I put this, who's going to work for free? Vice versa. But it's and that's a new generation as well. Is they're looking for more than just money. They're looking for just the vision and a cool mission to be able to and being part of a cool team. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's for one of the other businesses that. I invested. That's how we were able to grow from one to almost 10 employees. And like we, all we did is post a job post and they look at all the content and you have more than kick-ass content. Just, you know, working for you or with you would be you know, an, an amazing thing. Yeah. And maybe with the help of shift, you can like give people the goals. Cause I'm not the greatest at like, cause you know, I, I guess I'm the creative. Yeah. I'm the artist. I'm, I'm kind of uh, emotional in the, in the way that I run a business. Yeah. So, People have a lot of questions for me and that just, it's just not my thing. And people would, I'm, I'm telling you, would love to even intern here. And one of the examples is one of the big streamers I follow, Nick Merckx. Yeah, he, everyone has a Gary, you know? Actually, you know what? You should put that out. Hiring, looking for Gary. A Gary Delabate? Yeah, Gary anything. And, you know, even if on the days that you don't feel motivated to do a podcast or live, that person, you kind of... They're going to you know, give you that extra push that you need to like, okay, this is going to get done. Okay, like I wasn't really feeling to doing this live, but now that I'm live, look at all the response I'm getting and vice versa. Totally. Like the, I got the same feeling in the reawakening when I did, uh, I posted a couple of TikToks and my time travel stuff and said I'm from Earth 2137. Yeah. And so they got a lot of views. Uh, people in the comments tell me I'm a fucking <laughs> psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and I respond in a fun way, but then I did a live. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so engaging and so fun. And I explained, you know, I'm not actually a time traveler. It's just a branding thing. This is how I envelop my art. Yeah. Like you never even would have been, been here yeah. if if it weren't for that. But yeah, it pumps me up. And when I have people working with me, uh, it's much easier to not let them down than it is to let myself down. Because if I say, oh, I'm going to do it on Friday and I don't feel like it, fuck it. I got no one waiting on me. Yeah. But if I have someone I'm working with, like I won't be late. I, I will never fuck never. that up, you know? Yeah. And because at the end of the day, you are like very um, business minded. And like when it's when it's business time, you show up. When there's a show, you show up. When there's a game, you show up. So Yeah, always. And who wouldn't want to work for that? Actually, why don't we use this fucking platform? Well, that's what we're doing right now, man. Yeah. What do you think? I, I mean, 
who wouldn't want to be, you know, employee number one or two for Post Malone or Machine Gun Kelly or Blink-182? Yeah, fucking right. So Maybe there'll be some NFTs in it for you. Absolutely. I don't know because we live in a crazy new world and yeah. and I I really do believe that I'm going to I'm going to blow up this brand because uh I just feel it. Agreed. I feel it because it's it's not uh, so much a dream when you start to make it much more practical. Yeah. Like recently I started to look at music not as a money generator but as an advertisement for money generation. Right, so record labels made money not on the songs themselves, but before maybe album sales. Yeah. The artists only got a cut of that, but they made money on the road. They made money selling other things. When Blink-182 comes out with an album now, yeah. okay, sure, there's some streaming revenue because they're like huge and they get a ton of streams. But for the most part, they're making their money on their road selling t-shirts and selling mugs or selling something else. Yeah. So I, I realized, and I've only really been at this, you know, like not doing my other job yeah. for a relatively short period of time. But I'm starting to see that it's all just an advertisement for something else. So if I'm making music, yeah. I have to be selling something else because the music itself is the advertisement. It's like making ads and there's no website to buy anything. That's, that's, that's poor business. Yeah. But when you're kind of like too close to the, the thing, you're, you're just worried about making the music, you're working in the business rather than on the business. And I think that's a very relatable thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's, it's starting to be very clear to me. And actually it's making me more excited because there are more goals. It's like, okay, I love talking about Earth 2137, this parallel universe that I created. Yeah. But what if I come up with like, one comic book and I make one comic book and I sell that? Absolutely. Rather than saying on TikTok that I'm literally from Earth 2137, which gets views, but it just it just gets <laughs> pisses pisses people off and to be fair most people get that i'm just like a weird guy yeah. saying weird things um and people who comment are are people who comment in general you know i appreciate the good comments but in general people who comment are kind of weird <laughs> it just is what it is yeah um but now i'm pumped because i i watched uh i watched two or three seasons. I watched pretty much every episode of The Toys That Made Us. Yeah. Did you know that Transformers was not, uh, they didn't make the toys after the show? That's crazy. They had the toys from Japan and then they started making the show to sell the toys. Yeah. And just like any business marketing talks about, any, any business guru or marketing guru will say, you need to tell a story. Well, how do they sell these fucking toys? They told a story about Optimus Prime and the Decepticons and all this shit. And that's how they're able to sell toys. Yeah. And so as an artist, there's a limiting innate belief that you're selling out or that you're a piece of shit for wanting to make money. Yeah. But that's why the vast majority of artists are, are fucking poor yeah. and give up because they don't see that it is a necessary nutrient mm -hmm. to propelling your art. And that we live in a world that if you think like this and set small goals and build on them, then you can build some great shit. So that's why I'm super pumped, super pumped. And let's not discount that the last two weeks now, I am, uh, I've cleaned up my diet. Look, I, I relatively eat pretty healthy. I watch my weight. I'm always like 12% body fat. But pretty much, uh, let's say weed candies. I enjoy weed candies. I cut them out, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, what Porn, shit food, all those... I don't drink, so, but all the rest of those vices I've cleared out the last two weeks. Yeah. And like I said, I'm pretty disciplined to start with. 
But in the last two weeks, it's like I have this killer instinct in me that is pumping me up so much that it's like I can do a podcast every fucking day now. I love it. It, it feels it feels insane. And you know the shelf rule yes. that I was talking, talking to you about? So the shelf rule is essentially there's if there are things on the shelf in your life and the shelf is full, your body won't want more things. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you start removing things from the shelf that don't serve you, the shelf innately wants to be full again. So it's going to start searching other things. Yeah. And so let's say getting high on a Thursday night or eating way too much crap or, you know, feeling hungover from the weed the night before. These things are, are on my shelf taking away from my life force, my life, you know, vitality. Yeah. Removing those things, it's like, oh, I need my shelf is empty. I need to fill them, and that's what propels you forward in in this world. Yeah, and uh, I'm just pumped, man. I'm just pumped, and it feels good. It feels really good. And now that I can, I can see that Power Rangers model. Yeah. I can see it. Like, what was the Power Rangers? This fucking genius named Haim Saban, because it's Haim. Really? Yeah, it's not Haim. It's Haim. Haim Saban, this Israeli guy. Get this, this is how he got his, his start. He was making music. He was making uh, TV show themes. And for some reason, he uh, he learned about like this Japanese Power Ranger thing. It was yeah. called like uh, Super Sentai something, I don't know. And he's like, I have this brilliant idea. These guys sell tons of toys. Yeah. They change the characters every season. It's an awesome business because they get to create awesome stuff, awesome storylines and sell tons of toys. He's like, what if I use all the action scenes from that Japanese show? I hire five unknown actors in the States. We film all their scenes separate. Yeah. And then we mishmash the whole thing together. And then we could sell all these toys to these kids while every Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whatever it was, they watch Power Rangers. And that's how Power Rangers became a thing. But it took him 10 years to sell the concept because everyone was telling him how shit it looked. They're like, this is the ugliest thing we've ever seen. It looks so poor, so low budget. Yeah. And what happened? Someone finally bit, I don't know who, and it exploded. And there's a crazy stat, like Power Rangers toys are still the number one selling toys like That's in the crazy. world. Power Rangers. Yeah. And the first three seasons, they tried to do something different than the Japanese. They tried to keep like the same suits, the same characters, all those things. Um, but then they couldn't keep up because there wasn't enough content. Because the Japanese show changed every year. Yeah. Because those savage, savage Japanese legends, every season changed the toys, changed the characters so that there was an ever-revolving door. And, uh, and so he just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just change every season with the Japanese. They'll always be a year ahead, but uh, no, one's watching, no one in America is watching the Japanese one for obvious reasons. That's crazy. So fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. But then this toy thing led me to the collectibles. So there are Power Rangers collectors, Transformers, wrestling, like WWF. Yeah. And this world is merging with my, my understanding now of NFTs. And everyone says NFTs like they've heard of the word fungible before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's non-fungible. Yeah, okay, fungible. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you've been using that word every day, fungible. I love uh, NFTs. And so NFTs is essentially collector's stuff. So wrestling toys we're so popular and so rare and are collectible now, just like, you know, those, uh, those little, those little fat toys. What are they? You know, they're like little, they're like this big. Tamagotchis? No, not Tamagotchis. Okay. Those are those little things. Um, Funko Pops or something. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they have like 
Cartmans or they have oh uh, yeah 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 they have Charizard yes. or they yes. have Batman yeah and those things are always sold out yeah but they all come from established brands like Power Rangers or wrestling or hockey yeah. players or something like that yeah so you can't just come up with a toy and expect it to be sold out mm -hmm. you have to have a brand you have to have a story yeah. so I, I want to build that story so I want to build that story so I can sell these toys and sell this merch and then they're rare and we release them limited and it's super fun and engaging yeah. Because at the end of the day, I like to create. Mm -hmm. I'm a creator. I like to create things to sell them to make money. Yeah. So that I can keep creating because that's all I want to do. NFTs are no different. The top, uh, that guy Gronk. Yeah. I don't know shit about sports, but Gronk sold a, a, a $300,000 NFT, yeah. like the first card or NFT thing. And NFT, for someone who doesn't know, is literally a digital collectible. Yeah. That's it, right? It's a digital collectible. You can't put it on a shelf. You can put it on your computer. One day, some smart guy is going to create like a, an NFT library or showcase thing so you can put it in your house and show everyone all your cool collectibles that honestly no one gives a shit about yeah. except you and the other people who like those things. Mm -hmm. So they might as well just be in a... Most people have them in a closet. Well, now you have them on your laptop. That's true. Wonderful. Yeah. So an NFT is a digital collectible. Why I like that is that you can create art without having to physically produce it because supply chain is really tough. Building toys, selling toys. Sure. All the great brands like licensed out their stuff. Yeah. But, um, at this point it'd be so cool. Like, at, like the time travelers, that's what I call the, the, this community. Yeah. The time travelers. If I can give out NFTs to the time travelers when the brand is like worth nothing, yeah. they have something that they're, they have that, when the build the brand builds as I'm building it, as you were going to help me build, yeah, because we're going to build a sick brand. There's going to be the basic clothing line. There's going to be the comic books. There's going to be all this great stuff. Those will grow in value. That's the that's the thought at least. But if you're going to work at it every day, it's just going to get exponentially bigger. So, what's your thought on all this? And well, I'm excited about it. Were you um? Because in the beginning, were you thrown off tiny bit about the concept of of NFTs or no? Yeah, I had no understanding of what it was. And now, like, a couple weeks later, have you come around? You're like, okay, this is, this is the First, shit. I've heard no one explain it simply. Okay. And really, it's a digital collectible. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's, you, it's like a hockey card or a baseball card that has a, a limited, um, uh, what's it called, supply. Yeah. And that you can, you can buy them or you can get them in a pack of digital cards or like whatever it can be part of a Kings of Leon album release. Yeah. It could be Blau releasing his album in a, in a certain way. Yeah. And there's a market for people who are interested in Blau, who are interested in athletes, who are interested in these collectibles yeah. and these collectibles are so ahead of like normal collectibles because they're almost like on a stock market of their own. Yeah. You could see their value. You could see their daily trades. You could see all kinds of things. So essentially it's giving the people the ability to invest in things that they like and care about and watch them grow or lose value. So it's not like you're buying something and you're losing money. It's like buying a little piece of digital real estate. 100%. Uh, to me, it uh, makes so much sense. Maybe because I've been buying skins and video games for the longest time, but how I explain it to kind of for the first time and people get confused, I just point at their LV bag and I'm like, you know that costs a dollar to make and you spent 10,000 times that to be able to buy it. And then like, okay, I, I guess it makes sense, but at least I can use the bag. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really using it for the bag. We're yeah, really you can also use a garbage bag to do that. Absolutely. But that would hurt your 
uh, perception of yourself because we're just ego animals. Like Gar Gary Vee was saying, we're Absolutely. just, we wear our brands. We yeah. wear our bands, brands on us. So instead of pretending that we're not these tribal monkeys who want to show what we are, yeah. because us wearing sweatshirts, that's us being like, yeah, we don't care. No, it's us telling the world that we are not like the people we came from. Absolutely. We're not part of the old school establishment. There's, there's, but there's nothing. And I think it's, it's honestly so cool. It's like, imagine if Kanye West was able to make 10% off every pair of Yeezy that resold. Okay, so let's, let's rewind a little bit yeah, because yeah. Uh, to explain to uh, the fellow time travelers here that NFTs allow the creator of the product to set a commission rate, yeah. which means that every time it trades, sells, you get a piece of it. So like these Yeezys, they sell for 150, 180, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how much Kanye gets of that, which probably is a small fraction. Yeah. But then they resell for thousands. Thousands. Imagine Kanye and Adidas were able to make money, commission, on every resale of that scarce resource. It'd be crazy. Isn't that a beautiful thing where artists can thrive and and make money forever? Absolutely. And right now, it's such a handicap game for, for artists. They can get millions of streams and it's going to generate, what, them, like 300 bucks max? Yeah. And like, there's no way um, that business model makes sense for the artists, so... And the only way you can really do it, it's not like any art's going to do it either. Yeah. Like you, you can put, you can make NFTs. I can make NFTs, put them out tomorrow. It's not like they're all going to be sold out. Mm -hmm. Maybe they will. If, you know, if I make a supply of one, you're yeah. probably going to buy it. Yeah, 100%. Of course, because you're a smart guy. Because you know what you're building. Yeah. And there's, see, it's almost like stocks. Like, oh yeah, um, Michelle Corp or Time Travel Industries uh, just uh, partnered with uh, with Shift yeah. to hit uh, projections in Q3, Q4. And then like the stock fucking goes bananas. Absolutely. I'm nuts. And everyone's into stocks now because everyone's at home playing with themselves, not knowing what to do because no one can go out. Yeah. So people are learning stocks. People are fucking riding the, They're the, getting a the AMC GameStop wave. They're getting a 1400 stimmies, as they call it. <laughs> stimmies, the $1,400 check. Extendo, this epic memer, posted a, 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 a picture of his new camel that he bought with the stimmy. <laughs> like this 14-foot-tall camel. But uh, so back to the point of you, you can't just make an NFT and expect it to, to, to go viral or have a crazy demand. You have to work continuously to build your brand. 100%. And what does build your brand mean? It means building an engaged community who give a shit about the story you're telling, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been always interested in the stories. I've been always interested in, in the brand, but now it's all like tying together. Yeah. Like it couldn't have happened before. So now it's all coming together and I'm seeing this immersive world combined where it's like Power Rangers, collectibles, comic books, consistency, which has been my downfall forever. Like yeah. I have this limiting belief that's like, no, I don't need to work every day. I could just plant my money here. Da, da, da. So can we talk about that? That limiting belief that like everybody has, it's almost that voice inside of people's head that's limiting them to kind of achieve their kind of like their potential. So on that note, in terms of like, what is your brand or your personality or your identity, so to say that you think that's really me? Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. I have a philosophical gene. I uh, I like to observe the world and create metaphorical art about it that expresses how I feel about certain things, whether it's brands, whether it's that thing I do on Instagram called the feed, which is just a satire yeah. of, of what I see. And I'm part of it. 
It's not like I'm above mm-hmm. everyone. I see how ridiculous I am too. But what is what is my limiting belief? My limiting belief is that probably I come from, I don't know, I come from, you know, upper middle class family. Yeah. Um, my dad was the boss of his company. I always thought I had to have a company. He passed away. I ran the company. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know, not for some reason, I guess it's just my programming. What I saw didn't coincide with what I have to do. So in order to build anything, you got to work every day at it, sure. do it. And that's the, the bottom line. So there's always this limiting belief like, oh, you're not a YouTuber. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're, not, you're not a fucking like equivalent to like a cam girl and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. They're all building their lives, doing consistent work at all these things. And I, I did that for like eight years, consistent. Yeah. But I guess maybe I was shell-shocked from the business stuff. I, yeah. I sold it. But now I'm starting to see the only way to build anything is to fucking grind it every day to enjoy it, yeah. to make sure it makes sense. Cause it's easy to grind and make minimum returns and continue to do that grind. And, and cause that's, most people don't have my predicament, yeah. which is being, you know, having money in the bank. So you don't have to worry about that thing. But the opposite is true, I guess, for a lot of people where it's, there's this grind, but minimal returns and you just keep, keep doing it. Not thinking about what other, what else you can do for, for more returns for your value. Yeah. So my limiting, I guess that's my limiting belief because I'm transitioning from business or business manufacturing a product, a specific thing, yeah. and now going into this art world. And I guess I had the, the the disillusion of thinking that art is different than another business, but now I'm starting to see it's the exact same. Yeah. And so in order to 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 sell my products and build my brand, I have to do that same work grind and, yeah. and grind grind to me has a negative connotation really okay yeah i guess so because it, it's grinding doesn't sound fun i don't feel like grinding i don't want to grind my teeth because then i'll have no more fucking teeth yeah do you want to grind hey what's up no yeah no it's it's cool but what did my dad do to build his brand because at the end of the day my dad built his company how by going out and selling himself yeah. every day making it enjoyable for customers to deal with him and i did that for years too mm-hmm but there was so much going on and it was so complicated and there was all this, you know, drama and stress and all this stuff that I guess my limiting belief came from not wanting to have to do with that world. Yeah. So I sold, I gave myself a few years runway. I'm cool. But now it's like, well, I'm not just going to spend money on the ads, which is my music mm-hmm. and videos. Cause that's ridiculous because it's not leading to anything, but now it's all tying together and it makes a ton of sense to me. The business model makes sense. There's going to be fucking clothing lines, comic books, all this thing. Time travel entertainment, baby. I love it. Because you go to the gym quite often, no? So it's like, yeah, just set up that same environment for your, your career and you're good to go. Exactly. And it's about commitment. Yeah. Uh, I was committed to that old thing. And every time I committed to anything, I, I killed it. I conquered. But whenever you're in the gray zone and you're not committing, you're losing. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm ready to commit. Oh, I am committing. Because as much as you might see all oh, the, the the posts and the guitar and the studio and the that and that, I could be doing way more. I could be doing way more. I'm and because I was working, you know, other investments, I have other things that yeah. kind of can take up my time, but not really. They're more of a waste of time. Yeah. It's like investments. You can watch them every day, but it's like watching the grass grow. You placed your money in companies you believe in, they're growing. 
They might be down today or this week, but they'll be up next week. Watching that and saying you're doing work is fucking horseshit. Mm -hmm. So a lot, that's another thing. When people say, uh, oh, I got no time. Do you know how much time I have? You work, I don't know, 90 fucking hours a week, and yeah. you still watch Justice League this morning from five to nine. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch, I watch movies every night. I have so much time. I, honestly, I think my problem is I have too much time. That's my problem. Yeah. But yeah, man. I've been talking a lot. No, it's, it's, it's all good stuff, honestly. I know. Like people are going to love hearing the stuff and kind of the transformation because some people have that same issue too, that, that you know, they're like, what am I supposed to do? And what do I do with my time? Just fucking do something. I, I guess my situation is no different, I guess, than another person's situation who is doing something that's giving them comfort because I have comfort. I have financial comfort. Yeah. But they know that they want to do something more and they want to do something better. But the comfort is so fucking comfortable, just like for me, like I could do nothing for fucking two months and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's analogous to staying in a job that you like, you do your thing, you know, you do your time, but you know, deep down that you've got something more in you for sure that you want to do. Yeah. And now, yeah, you might take out the notebook, or at least I'm speaking for myself and you put it on the coffee table at night while you're watching TV and you don't fucking touch that notebook, yeah. but you tell yourself you're going to do it. And then there's all these thoughts of like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, but you're not doing anything. Fuck. So I got to just do it. I have a kind of a theory there. It's, Cause we all go through that and it's like, I don't think you do, man. You're like superhuman. I don't know. No, I, I, I do, but, um, it's just, does a helping hand come along or is it internal that you just have to, you know, kind of grind it out yourself and have that self starter and, and proactivity. That's like, I'm just going to go out. I don't know what's going to happen, but at least I know I'm going to be productive, um, kind of productive. Um, like, is it in, you're asking, is that an either or? Yeah, I, th I think it has to be the self-starter, like, no matter what. Yeah, because I had to self-start it within me. Always, yeah. And that self, or is it, yeah, no, because you, it triggers from the self-awareness, and then you're like, okay, I'm just going to self-start, because it's logic at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's logic. Yeah. And and when the shelf is full, yeah, uh, there's a lack of logic. Yeah. They're inversely related. But as soon as the shelf is empty, logic starts to kick in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, for me, it's, it starts with myself Yeah. Um, because you know, you can offer me great business advice cause that's what you are. Great business advice. Well, number one, you're a great friend, but business advice. If, if my shelf is full, you're going to be like talking to a, an automaton, an NPC, uh, someone who's in the passenger seat of the machine. And for the last like month or so, I've been even more, yeah. I've been a passenger in my machine and I guess you hit a point where you're like annoyed. You're like, yeah, yeah, I've been blah, blah, blahing. Like I, I, I'm so straight up with people. I'm so like cutthroat in terms of love and honesty that when someone's telling me something, I'm just like that, 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 but I'm the blah, blah, blah. I've been fucking blabbing. You know that song, Listen? Yes, yes. It's that song, Listen, that I wrote. My fave. It's, uh, it's that. But as soon as I get my, my head clear, which only happens when I get rid of anything that doesn't serve me, yeah. like I was saying, Edibles could be booze for you, um, you know. People, yeah. what, whatever X Y Z vices. Mm -hmm. As soon as I get rid of those, which is always difficult the first three days. After that, I'm like in, I'm like in savage mode. It's like, all right, let's make things happen. I got energy now. Yeah. Whereas before, you're like, oh, one thing in a week is like too much, and like, sure, I I still been recording nonstop. I've been 
I also don't give myself credit enough either where I think I'm never doing enough, but I, I pretty much wrote an, and recorded and mixed an entire album, yeah, which is almost ready to come out, did a video, just released boom, boom, boom. So I am doing these things, but it's, it's uh, I guess what, what pisses me off or what I see as a lack of work is not working on my business, working more in my business. So it's easy to get lost in the creation. Yeah. It's the, it's the classic like engineer syndrome that I only know on a limited way because I worked in a manufacturing company with engineers. Mm -hmm. And when there's a lack of like uh, practical goals, the en engineering is always worrying about stuff that doesn't perhaps matter Yeah, because you just got to put it out into the ecosystem and then make it better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, um, that's where I am. I forgot what I was talking about, but. No, that's, uh, it was uh, kind of going back to that self-starter, but look, self -starter. Uh, yeah, it's at like, least you're aware and now you're going to change shit. Yeah. I get annoyed and I'm like, all right, let's, let's rip. Let's rip because that's what, uh, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, all this, and this NFT stuff, just like NFT and toys and like comics, because like I said, creativity, creativity and imagination. Like I was doing on TikTok, I was saying like, First, I'm a time traveler from the year 2137. Yeah. Then I started changing my tune just recently. I'm from Earth 2137, which is a parallel universe. And those things get views. But I'm pretty sure they get views, A, because of the aesthetic. Yeah. First of all, it's bizarre. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing my tracksuit. Uh, and I'm saying weird things. But for the most part, I'm only really giving any value when I'm in a live situation. When people are asking me questions and I'm talking about, okay, yeah, I'm not actually a time traveler. Like, I thought you got it, but sometimes I have the problem of thinking people get it when I'm being, when it's tough to see if I'm kidding or not. Because I guess I have like a deadpan kind of, I always seem the same if I'm kidding or not. True. Um, another self-awareness thing. But as soon as I start explaining, no, it's a branding thing. If you want to cut through, you got you to gotta be different. You got to look different. You got to say different things. You know, Elton John was an amazing talent, but he looked, Crazy. Yeah. He wore amazing, beautiful, wild outfits. Freddie Mercury had crazy, ugly ass teeth and this mustache and this amazing voice. Yes, but it's, it's always this combination of audiovisual. Mm -hmm. You can't just focus on one. And uh, there's a lot of people who, in the in the certain niches, who look exactly like another. Yeah. If you look at Nigel Houston, he doesn't look like any other skateboarder. He's dressed kind of like a like a surfer volleyball player where everyone else is wearing like these baggy jeans and those big shirts and like consciousness or like, like the mass of people yeah. are very binary. They either see something different or they don't one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one, when you start talking to someone, yeah, you can see, Oh yeah, there's small little differences and details and all these things. But for the most part, marketing is a binary thing. You stand out or you don't, Yeah, you're the same or you're not, but you have to have the balls to look different because when you look different in a niche, you're going to make, get made fun of until you hit quantum warp. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Until you get huge, you're going to get shit on. Same in your family. If you try, if you stray from what you're doing in your family before you're making more money than they are, they're going to talk you down from it. Yeah. It's just the way she goes. Like, don't even feel bad. It's just the program. The machine. The machine. So that's just what it is. Heath Ledger, he's Heath Ledger Joker. He, he came out. They they said, uh, what the fuck are you doing, Chris Nolan? This guy sucks. This guy rides a horse and he plays in like princess movies. And then he was the best. What did you think of uh, Jared Leto? 
I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. His, uh, was, was he as cool as, uh, no, his laugh was kind of annoying. Yeah. But what I can say about that is he's, it's original. That's true. There have been so many great jokers now that it's way easier to emulate. Like it would be easier to emulate than not to. It's true. So it's like how many lanes were left open for him? Really? Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's, I love the way he looked. I love how seriously he takes the role. And knowing Jer- Jerry Leto, he probably didn't want to be like every other Joker. Is I, I no, don't. exactly. The guy has the guy has big balls yeah. to t- even take that. Yeah, to even take that role is is a tough thing because you know you're you're going to disappoint all the haters, and or you're going to just piss them off because they're haters. But you know what? I liked it. More power to him. I, I thought he looked super cool. Yeah. I didn't even care about the other Joker look, like the David Ayer one from Suicide Squad yeah, yeah, yeah. with the damage and the teeth. I didn't give a shit. It was different. And it, it's like so norm and cool to like, oh, I hated the Jared Leto Joker in Suicide Squad because that's what this safe thing every fucking person says. Yeah. I thought it was pretty sweet. Was his laugh annoying? Sure. Oh, he was cool though. But he's, so, he's supposed to make your skin crawl. Yeah. And that laugh made my skin crawl. Whether it makes you skin crawl because it's evil or it irritates you, Results are results. Spoiler alert. And just for confirmation, anyways, part of the movie, he offers a truce to Batman. How about and, a truce, Bruce? And did I hear it right? But did Batman kill Harley Quinn? Is that what he said? No, I just, I don't think he killed her. I heard what I, I wasn't, maybe I missed it, but yeah, yeah. I just caught that she died in his arms. Okay. Okay. But, I don't know. Maybe he killed her. Yeah. But why? How does that impact you? He said fucking too. Yeah, yeah, no. He said fucking no because like he tried to trigger um, Batman, which I guess he did and Batman fucking came right back. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking gave him the gears as Donald Ardikas would say. (laughs) Gave him the gears. I loved that movie. It was good. It was so fleshed out. It was so long. It was so beautiful. There was not enough slow-mo for me. You know, some critics say, oh, too much slow-mo. Fuck it. For those who are thinking about watching it, it's also a movie that you can multitask and do two things at the same time. Because I was up at five, I watched it, but I was doing other stuff at the same time. And and it works. I got two fantastic screens and uh, it was cool. Okay. Look at you. Well, I don't know if I can multitask that. It's okay. But we're we're wired different. Yes. uh, We have slightly different algorithms. That is true. But that's all good. That's all good. But... Uh, but that Snyderverse is pretty much dead now from what we hear. Like he birthed Aquaman and he birthed Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But this story apparently is not going to continue. Okay. No one wants to see a Cybertron. or Cyborg? They, yeah, Cyborg. Uh, I didn't mind Cyborg. Everyone said he was like the heart and soul of the movie. I thought he was like just kind of... Like he 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 was cool and and he got obviously he got better as the movie went along. Yeah. It's like he was really no his character arc was much better in this movie than the original one. I don't even think he had a character. <laughs> but it's like yo, if you're a cyborg, yeah. aren't you less emotional? That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Like the whole idea of you being a machine is that you don't have like these neurotransmitters and these chemicals that are making you sad all the time. Yeah. He was like a fourteen year old. I get it. Your limbs got blown off. You have no more dick. I get it. <laughs> But you know what I mean? He he was he was like he's pretty mopey. <laughs> That's true. He's pretty fucking mopey. I love Ben Affleck, especially uh 
slimmed down Ben Ben Affleck at the end. He looked great. Looked healthy. Looked vibrant. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. I knew when I watched it podcast. That fucking place. Dream house or no? Fucking right. Oh my god! All I could think of was fucking my place. Yeah, yeah. That place that Bruce Wayne lives in at the end of Justice League—that is my fucking house in five years. We can make it happen. And you know what? I'll be the Martian guy flying in every Sunday for a podcast, and then yes. I get the fuck out of there. That's Lockie yeah. the Martian Manhunter. Yes. How great would that be? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that place was epic. It was so nice, and I'm sure because I saw it's all glass. It's all glass. I'm sure he had a button that can like black out everything. No, he's in the forest. No one bothers him. No, no, I know. Oh, yeah, not yeah. for not for privacy. Okay. But for uh, uh, when you want to watch a nice movie and there's too much sun coming in, I guess. Know what I mean? I don't think he's a movie kind of guy. Oh, come on. Maybe he is. Yeah. I think he's a movie kind of guy. Yeah. No, that was epic. That was epic. Do you think Alfred was too young to be an Alfred? No, 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 no. No? Okay. No, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's fucking what badass. else is he in? Uh, so many. Uh, Man with the Iron Mask. He's in um, this movie called Margin Call as well. It's Very cool. Never heard that. Yeah. No, but I, I've seen him before and he's, he's a great actor. I really enjoyed him. Yeah. It sucks that we're not going to see him anymore. But how cool would it be if there was like an HBO Max series with all these guys? Absolutely. Because I feel like... like. Uh, but why would they put um, the Martian guy if they're not going to sequel it to something else? Because he's doing his big vision that he had. Okay. okay. Right? It's just because it, it does lead to some... And look, he, Cause, he wants to create the... Yeah. Release the Snyderverse. No, no. I, I think there might it, be it's, a release. It's a, hype, a, it's a hype machine. You can do it. Add him. And then add Green Lantern and you have the OG well, look, Justice yeah, League. The movie makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But they want to recast Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're, um, like this essential, this story, Ben Affleck's out. Yeah. Like this is years now that yeah, it's, yeah. it's not happening. They canceled his movie. Mm-hmm. But by him, this is releasing his true 2017 vision. Oh. And so he, he wanted to put it all out. Yeah. And obviously he wants to make, he wants to pump up the crowd because he's a man of the people, Zack Snyder. And, and he, he got them to rally to make that movie. Yeah. If he put no Easter eggs at the end to pump them up, then they would, that was the call to action. Yeah. Zack Snyder is calling upon the fans to request the Snyderverse. And if it's continued like on an HBO Max show, that's like seasons. Yeah. How fucking great would that be? I fucking watch that all day. Huge. All day. Yeah, man. That's a beautiful thing. You can make it happen. We can do it, fellow time travelers, people of the people of Earth. If you want to see the Snyderverse, you just got to hashtag it. Just got to hashtag it because the AT&T people who own Warner Brothers will look at the algorithms. The algorithm speaks louder than words. So pump that algo full of release the Snyderverse. He said he's kind of over it, though. That's possible. It's possible, but uh, I don't know. If they brought him a big check and said, "Yo, bro, want to make a couple seasons of a of a great Justice League show?" You should. And Henry Cavill was so awesome. Yeah, he was great. Even um, honestly, everyone was great. Everyone, Len, C- Cyborg's abilities. Yeah. You know when he did those money stack things? Crazy. His abilities were were next level. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman was epic. Yeah, like it, it, Aquaman was great. Yeah, the whole crew, even and the Flash made a lot of sense. The Flash movie is coming out though. That's sick. 
And that's where gonna have, they're going to have Keaton. Keaton in the fucking verse. Is he going to be Batman or is he going to be... Uh... No, he's going to be Vulture. No, no. Um, the He he could be... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Thomas. You never know. Thomas Wayne. Unless they're going with that storyline. Uh, no, apparently they're, uh, it's um, multiverse and he's going to be Batman okay, from so, like... Okay, so it's like, not going to be uh, From Flashpoint. like Gotham 89 or something. Got it. So it's not going to be Flashpoint. Uh, no, it's okay, it's... Okay. It's a version of Flashpoint. And this is what I heard. Like, I, I waste a lot of time watching a lot of these videos that, like, have these, like, they dig real deep into mm-hmm. the stuff and hypothesize. But it's it's a version of, um, what do you call it? Flashpoint? Yeah. And Flashpoint is the story where Barry Allen, who is the Flash, goes back in time to yeah. save his mother because he realizes he can do that. And you get hints of that, spoiler alert, in uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. But that creates like a fucked up world where Batman died as a kid and his parents survived and his mom becomes the Joker and Thomas Wayne becomes this crazy evil Batman. So this, I think there will be elements of Flashpoint in the Flash movie, but the Keaton Batman is going to be just a multiverse Batman that he happens to run into. Mm -hmm. Which is going to be, because they're going to go to Tim Burton's Gotham. That's sick. Do you think uh, they're going to be like, just Michael Keaton. They're going to bring back Val Kilmer and George Clooney and all those guys too. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Val Kilmer's in pretty rough shape. So I don't think he yeah. will be coming back. Clooney said that he was the worst Batman ever. <laughs> but Keaton was like a yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And was he a legend because we grew up with him? Or was he a legend because he made no sense being Batman? You look a small, scrawny dude. Yeah. I think it was just the time thing, you know, like th- there was not really any other at, at, at that time, especially there was no Superman movie like the. Um, well, there was. No, but the Christopher Reeves, like he, they were already done by then, no? Yeah. So. Because it was like pure 90s, no? Or like the late 80s. Yeah, 89. 89, 89. Batman. And Tim Burton worked on. Uh, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton did. The Beetlejuice, and and I guess um, Tim Burton really likes to shock the subconscious mind yeah. by by putting people in roles who you would never imagine. Yeah, he has such an amazing like vision of what he sees that's so that no one would ever do. Like he makes the move that no one would know. Yeah, but if you ask people now to make a Tim Burton looking movie, they could because they all have the same like angles. You know that everything's like. That scissor hands look, the yeah. crooked window shit. And the frames per second, yeah, yeah. How he cuts the movie and things like that. Yeah, oh yeah, does he do... Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Same thing with like the dog there, the cut up dog, and then like how they move from scene to scene. What cut up dog? There was the, the movie with the dog that Tim Burton did not too long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, okay, you're talking about uh, uh, like that cut frame... Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah, but but he doesn't do that in Batman. That's like Nightmare Before Christmas. Sure, sure, that's yeah, yeah. that's like uh, animation. Yeah. Where it's like they literally take a picture of every movement, which is bananas. I can't believe I can't remember what that's called. But lucky, that's fifty-five minutes. It's okay. How long you want to go? I don't know. As long as it's interesting. Okay. So so is this something? Let's talk to the fellow time travelers here. Because this is fun. Absolutely. Like. So let's talk about this. Am I lazy that I don't want to like reach out to like random people that I don't know to like get on the podcast and do it digitally or virtually? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Like the comedians, they, they don't do that. 
Some people just talk by themselves. That's true. I don't want to talk by myself. Yeah. Because I can't. I need I need uh, feedback from the environment. Absolutely. So, okay, let's deep dive into it. It's like you don't want to talk to other people or you're just lazy because you don't want to reach out to other like influencers or like you just like this. No, I really like this. Well, I like talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I like talking to like my friends. Okay. And when it's someone else that I don't know, what are we going to talk about? Okay, so I have a good segment to that. So I think if you want to keep this weekly, like you've introduced enough of the people in this kind of multiverse or fifth dimension, right? There's a reason why, you know, Batman doesn't have a comic book with the Red Ranger. Don't fit, you know? Yeah. But Batman and Wonder Woman or Batman and Superman, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's, it's about, to me, it's about consistency and personality more than anything else. Yeah. I think, and now I think you've introduced enough personalities that you can make some reoccurring, you know, where people can follow the journey. So my question was watching, um, you know, Justice League, you have seven, eight or 10 kind of superheroes and like everyone can somewhat relate, like everyone has a favorite, right? Yeah. Which one is your favorite? Which one do you relate? Easily. Batman, of man. Of course. Because he's the coolest. Okay, but some people are going to disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, some people right? are like Cyborg's the coolest. Yeah, some people are going to like Barry Allen. Some people are going to like Wonder Woman. Exactly. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. So I think, and we don't see it, but I've really seen it this week, is we are to some people that inspiration and that's that kind of like hero figure. And we just got to double down on that. Yeah, and and let's get real. Um. Let's say people that I'd potentially want on the show. Yeah. Um, like until the show has like a certain viewership, there's no incentive for them to come on. Agreed. Well, obviously there's different tiers and there's different numbers and there's different stuff like that. But talking to a complete stranger, it doesn't really have that same chemistry. And honestly, and one on one, it's it's like, and it's a weird time now. People don't want to like just come in and talking to a, someone you never met before through a screen. Yeah. Like I'm not a interviewer i just want to shoot the shit agreed and we always talked about this when we first talked about the the michelle podcast you were always gonna gonna be more of a howard stern than a joe rogan you know yeah yeah i think so yeah like stern does have amazing guests on yeah but the people who are on every day it's when he's when he's yelling at his crew when he's yelling at fafa full high you know <laughs> yeah when uh what is it ronnie the limo driver yeah ronnie the limo driver fuck i love ronnie the limo driver i haven't i still don't have serious because I don't have my commute anymore. Maybe I'll just make a commute. <laughs> That's honestly not the worst idea. You know, they say commutes are bad. I like commutes. And there's no traffic now, really. Except Friday afternoon. Honestly, when you haven't been in traffic in a while, you kind of enjoy it because that's your time to listen to some cool shit. Yeah, it's like, it's peaceful. It's relaxing. Yeah. It takes up time. When you're in traffic every day, yes, you want to kill yourself. But from time yeah. to time. Are you going to get a driverless car? Maybe, yeah. When do you think uh, ETA for those are going to be? Oh, well, the tech is already there. Mm-hmm. But when is it going to be like, well, you can get in your car and it can drive you. You just have to be in the driver's seat. That's true. So that's now. Yeah. You want to get a Tesla, let's go for it. Yeah. Honestly, my commute is within, everything's within one kilometer. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're killing, killing the game. I'm moving though. I'm out of the neighborhood. Okay. Not Probably moving far. next week. No, no. I'm like five minutes away. Are you excited? Yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. A new place. Uh, it's got it's got nice space. So yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for that uh, the new chapter. It's a uh, it'll be good. 
it'll be good. And I think it, being so close to work, yeah, because because right now we're in the podcast room at my office, yeah, and I live five a five minute walk away, yeah. It's almost too close, yeah. And I'm in my house; it'll give me like reason to come here and do my stuff, and yeah. and I can come get my consulting work from you. Look, it's all it's all in phases, right? I mean, you got yeah. this office because you were your environment was just at your place, yeah, and now you're learning, and it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be great. It's going to be great stuff. It's cool. But uh, but yeah, this podcast, I think that the saying who should be on or who should be not mm-hmm. kind of uh, simulations that don't matter. Mm-hmm. I think the key is consistency. And the thing that kind of threw me out of it is that there were too many people involved on the outsourcing. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, this can only come out in a week and this has to happen. This has, Like, fuck it. I'll just put this out today. I'll edit it myself. Maybe I'll even put like face, like two faces. Yeah. Like instead of the back and forth, yeah. Because that, that's just like a lot of editing time. Agreed. And is there value in that, other than looking like the Joe Rogan show? Like I see a lot of good podcasts. But and it's uh, just two faces. we looked at the numbers, and uh, half of the people just listen to it on Spotify or iTunes, anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And then also, the data doesn't lie. Sorry to break the fourth wall here, but uh, your best numbers came from fellow Justice League members as well. Yes, you are absolutely correct. So are you just restraining or are you just following logic here? You know, uh, Following, I guess following logic. Yeah. Following logic. Look, getting other people would be like great too, but I don't know, let's just see how it goes. And there's that, that you know that, that uh, switcher? I was talking about this piece of tech that I have mm-hmm. that I, when you talk, I can press a button. And so it's automatically saving the video in the transitions. Cause I'm pretty sure all the big shows have someone clicking a button every time someone starts talking. Yeah. Do you think that it would kill my flow if I had to like press a button every time I had to talk or every time you talked, which, which essentially it, instead of the cameras saving to the, yeah. to the cards, breaking the fourth, well, we're always breaking the fourth wall. That's what we do here. <laughs> it's going into this switcher that saves it. Test it out. Let's see how it looks. Yeah, well, I think it'll look like an edited thing, but Perfect. won't require the editing. Amazing. Yeah. Lean mean. Lean mean. So another thing is I get the I get the audio mastered by someone else. Yeah. But that takes three to four days. Should I just do it? How good is the quality? I'm pretty sure the quality is pretty decent, even without... Like right out of the box. Yeah, because I have this roadcaster. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I'll test it out today. Absolutely. I'm going to release it today. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So Alex Trin number two. And maybe in the titles, I'll put like what we're talking about. We're talking about NFTs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we have a really good concept of it. World-class concept. Because if you're going to do something, you got to be great at it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Boom Boom came out. Boom Boom's doing well. The marketing's doing well. Getting those followers. Absolutely. Getting those streams. It's a good song. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm so disillusioned by it because I've heard it so many times that it does nothing for me. Yeah. But uh, people are saving it on Spotify. It's hitting the playlists. Whoops, draw my guitar pick. Guitar picks are uh, fifth dimension creatures. They disappear and reemerge without everybody knowing. Without anybody knowing. Side note, we should get some guitar picks with the time traveler. Fits exactly. Oh, the circle? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because the triangle. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like cool merch. I'm pretty sure like these armbands that we're wearing. Um. The first test is we're going to put up five for sale. Absolutely. And do you think we should include a free NFT with it? 
Yeah, why not? Because it'll learn, it'll teach us how to do NFTs. Yeah. And I did some research. It seems pretty easy. Like they've they've optimized it. Like what's that that big uh, Open Seal? Open Sea. Yeah. Open Sea. So Seal or Sea? I think it's Open Sea. But yeah. you could be right. I could be wrong. I don't know everything. Um, yeah, so we're going to put these for sale. Limited edition. There'll be five. You get an armband just like this. Part of the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers. And the Galactic Federation is going to be part of this storyline of like a comic. And I think I'll, I'll just, Misho will just be a band that the characters listen to. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe I'll model the characters after young versions of us. Yeah. Because that would be fun. And then they go, the, their enemy is Dr. Algo. And like, that's it. Like there's only one real story. There's good guys and bad guys. That's it. Don't got to overthink it. Just be consistent. Bring people into it. Mm hmm the fellow time travelers, as they interact with us, maybe we'll throw them in as characters. Fuck it. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to make an immerse, immersive world that is fun for the audience yeah. to participate in. That's why I do the feed, but the feed is, is hard to grow on. First of all, I'm using all characters who exist already, like Schwarzenegger, Picard. Susie Q is just some random 50s diner girl that I make out to be a dominatrix. Young Donnie, too. Oh, <laughs> young Donald Ardikas. Uh, Herm... What's his name? Is is it Herman? Eddie Munster. Eddie Munster, yeah. That's Eddie it. Munster. You have the vampire too, or that creature. Dr. Alcula? Dr. Acula? <laughs> yes. Who's uh, the Greek philosopher? Oh, Mr. Panos. Mr. Panos. Yeah, Mr. Panos. Uh, Norm MacDonald. Um, my brother. Yes. Your your manager? Yeah, my brother is my manager. The always discouraging uh, bad for the brand. Oh, my favorite. The interviewer. <laughs> that narc. Yes. The interviewer. Uh, who else is in there? I'm going to do one tonight, Sunday night. Cool. Sunday night live, we got, uh, what do you call it? The feed. The feed. The feed on my Instagram story. So that's tonight. So I'm going to like literally edit this thing Perfect. right after. Do it. And make it happen. Uh, so we got the feed. What else? Live. Are you doing a live this week? Um, am I doing a live this week? Yeah, of course. Tomorrow, no, I'm in studio. Yeah. Probably Tuesday. Tuesday. Or if I finish editing, I might do a live later today. Okay. Crazy. On TikTok? Yeah. But it'll be passed already. But I'm going to make them I'm going to make them consistent. Yeah. I'm going to post the times that I do it in the... And that's what it is. I think it's just an, a fear of commitment really is my problem. It's like, no, I don't want to do that every day. What the fuck else am I going to do? Think about what I should be doing? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. I'll just do it. <laughs> Holy shit. That's funny. I'm, ta I'm make, taking more time thinking about what I should be doing rather than doing it. Moron. Fuck. There's a lot of people like that. But it's... Look, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking uh, anomaly. Yeah. If I, I've always been so secure in saying what I think because I know so many people think the same. I just have this... I don't know if it's a gift or a curse of, of seeing it so clearly, though. Fuck. That's true. Fuck. It is what it is, man. Uh, what else? So yeah, the album. Let's talk the album. Yeah. So I, as you know, I make music. I think I make fucking awesome music, but that's subjective. You might hate it, but I think it's fucking awesome. And I'm so proud of it because that is something I've been doing so consistently for so many years. Yeah. That the act of songwriting and production and, and fucking putting energy into music without overthinking it is, uh, is something that I think is world class. So I have all these songs. I have like 10 or 12 songs. I don't know how many are going to make the album. Yeah. So I've been wrestling with the idea of, do I make an album or do I make an EP? 
or do I just release single by single? Yeah. Um, and another thing we want to add to this equation is that I'm going to approach a label. Yeah. I'm going to approach a label because like, I've always thought, no, fuck labels take everything. Labels take 99% labels, this label that. Well, if I see music as just a marketing tool, then if they fucking take 99%, fuck it. That 99% is my cost of marketing. Absolutely. I'm going to get way more people who can hear my music and benefit from the third party vibes and listen to this podcast and listen to all this thing than if nothing. Right? So that's my mentality. Yeah. And it's not like I'll get signed. Well, maybe I will. You will. We're going to, we're going to, well, we attack 50 labels. Yeah. And I want to make a trailer. So I've been talking about this trailer and I was the trailer that I wanted to use to, to pitch or to allow you to pitch. Cause you're going to pitch for me. Absolutely. Cause you are shift and you're going to, you're going to pitch. Um, what I wanted to do was make a movie trailer. My name is Misho on earth 2137. I sold out stadiums. I did this. I did that. I had it all. And then boom, I disappeared. And then I landed on this earth. Earth 69. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, I landed on this earth and no one knew me and I got to start from scratch. And so it's like the road to, to, I don't know, to growth and music and fame and whatever the fuck. But it, I, I didn't know where to start. Yeah. Cause the whole idea is you got to showcase your music and your personality and to make a trailer while watching many trailers, realize that you have to have a fucking shitload of scenes <laughs> to, to make a trailer, like, like a movie trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But then I saw these seventies, eighties and nineties old commercials. You know, they're like where it's just like a scroll down of like songs. Like on QVC. And yeah. And they're like yeah. playing all the hits. Yeah. So like I have all these songs. I'll just play the hits, make a 10 second visual for each one. And that'll be the pitch. You either like it or you fucking don't. Yeah. Are you going to put Christmas in space? Because that's like the closest song that would fit in like those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, I, should I? It's a great song. But going back to your question, EP or album? Yeah. Al album. Album? Yeah. You think album, huh? Well, I, I think I have no choice but to release singles leading yeah. up to the album. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think album because think like you think of great albums right away, right? Like, um, what's it called? Nevermind, Metallica, any Metallica album, Blink-182. Yeah, I know, but that's the same thing now about movies versus seasons. Sure. A movie is like an album. Yeah. All the marketing goes to this one thing sure. and then it's done. There's no more talk about it. Yeah. Whereas... Shorter things or singles get more talk more consistently for a long time. Like, it's true. Like, if there was a big marketing push, like like a label behind it, yeah, yeah. let's put on an album for sure. But uh, who knows? Really, I'm getting all the the songs are eighty percent mixed. Yeah, I'm still choosing which ones are on it. I don't want any pieces of shit on it. Not that there's any pieces of shit, but there's a few songs that are not. Uh, Wait, to be fair, like what I was going to say is there's a few songs that are, are not like as anthemic and as, let's say, pop yeah. as others. But I think what makes an album great is that there's all kinds of songs on them. Okay. Right? There's, there's, there's valleys and dips so that it makes you, so the contrast excites you, right? It's yeah. like, oh, here's a little break. Because... Some they, you know they call them album cuts versus singles. Yeah, I just happen to record a lot of singles, mm -hmm. but the album cuts are the are the personality ones. Like I know you don't like uh, "Alone Too Long" or "Microchip" or songs like that, 
but they have a lot of character. I posted alone too long in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, and by yeah. the way, I have a Galactic Federation of Time Travelers Discord. Yes. Um, still trying to figure out how to make it interesting. Uh, <laughs> like how, what? Like, and there needs to be a purpose for people to go in, but people sure. are signing up slowly. So you posted along too long and? And they loved it. Yeah. The feedback is like, this has to be on the album. We always feel alone too long. This is a fucking great cut. Zack Snyder, give the people what they give want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> to be fair, four people answered, but. Hey. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But th that's what I'm doing. And it's like, uh, I like the idea of full transparency. Yeah. Because I, that's, that's relatable. And I'm, Literally off camera, I'm the most transparent. I'm too transparent if there's such thing, but might as well lean into what you are because I have no shame in it. Lean into what you are. I love that. Lean into what I am. I explain exactly where I was at with uh, time travel entertainment. I explain where I was with my album. Yeah. What I want to do, NFT, limiting beliefs. Just is what it is. Um, I'm going to make that trailer. Very excited. Then we're gonna leave because the sooner it. that sooner that I get it, I can give it to you. Yeah, you can use it to to sell, and then we get signed and go on tour, open for Weezer, and then we're ripping. Absolutely, and that's it. Because uh, not afraid to commit, and not afraid to know that I don't know the outcomes. Because you know, we get lost in oh this possible outcome, that possible outcome. You don't have that problem because you have a hypothesis. You test instantly. Yeah, that's true. You don't fucking waste your time on on <laughs> on simulations. That's true. As an artist, I guess that's the, the gift and the curse. Yeah. Because you're like a mercenary. You, you attack it, you make it happen. Yeah. You have, okay, this is what we want to do. Okay, then we learn. You know, you, you have 60%, or was it 51% <laughs> confirmation? Attack. I'm a 99, which is limiting. Uh, that Peter Thiel book, is it zero, zero is to it, one? Yeah, zero to one. Is it him that says if you're not uh, embarrassed of V1, yeah, you waited too long? For the MVP, yeah, yeah. The MVP. So now that's like, like people laugh about it, but it's true. Absolutely. All right, so when should we set the date for the uh, armbands and the NFT? Two weeks? Three weeks? The armband's ready to go. It's going to be more the digital NFT. Yeah, so how long did that take? Two weeks, max. Okay. Yeah. So what, like April 15th? What date is it today? March 21st? March 21st. Fuck it. End of March. I think we can do it. It's just the NFT part. Okay. Well, I got to get someone to uh, make the art. Yeah. Well, we, ha we have the, uh, the Ongster version. That's true. We can get some more too quickly. It's got to look real good. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, just this by itself, people would, would buy. And let us know. Would you be interested in a uh, one of five? Because that's what we're going to do. Five. Five. That's it. One of five armbands. Time travel armbands. Limited one per person. You can't buy all five. Can't buy all five. Yeah. Locky. Yeah. He's saying that because he wanted to buy all five. That's true. Because the guy is a capitalist. What do you want me to do? Opportunist. Opportunist. Hey, look. When a bird sees a French fry, does it have a piece and then shares with the rest? Uh, no. They all fucking duke it out. And that's it. All right, fellow time travelers. Thanks for hanging out. This was a... This might be the best podcast. It is. It's let's let's fucking do it again. Yeah. You, you want to do it next Sunday? Let's do it. Fucking right. We'll do it nice and early. Absolutely. You'll answer my text next time. Honestly, I didn't get your text. I I know. You showed me a screenshot. You got a new phone. You got to clear that shit up. Call Steve Jobs. I'll try. Okay. Is he, he's he's on. He's another, in the fifth dimension. Fifth dimension. On Earth two one three seven. He's fucking uh, living it. That's where he went. 
his instinct. Just another stupid, uh, stupid thing. But there are some people on different Earths. Yeah. Who are there's only, there's only one. Like let's say there's a different version of me on Earth two one three seven. Yeah. The Elon Musk two one three seven. There's only one. So he's here. He's here because he's a uh, he's like God status. Yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? That's cool. I don't know if it's cool or weird. But I thought about it once. It's not like uh, it's not like it's code. Nothing is nothing is in 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 stone. All right. So you're gonna release this tonight, and then next week we do another one. Yeah. And I'll see how that goes. Cool. And for anyone watching, let us know if you guys want us to talk about anything. I know we don't follow the schedule, but hey, you know what? Let's give the people what they want. Yeah. Why not? Maybe we can even do a live one. When we get to a certain amount, we can yeah. like a certain amount of followers or whatever. Absolutely. We can do a live one because I'll have my live switcher that allows me to go to <laughs> YouTube or whatever. My live switcher. So I'll try my fucking live switcher next Dre's week. Dre's texting me right now. If if my brother mentions that live, live switcher, switcher one more time, Dre, it's his decoder. Dre. Dre is my brother. Guy's uh, yeah, a beast. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for hanging out. Let's uh, Let's play you a little taste of uh, Spaced Out which is going to be a, a fucking monumental signal. Absolutely. Sing, single. Here we go.